Hey, it's Dan Harmon from Harmontown. I want to tell you about an exciting new podcast coming to Feral Audio called Launch Left. Rain, Phoenix, and Moon Zappa are going to interview extraordinary minds, mavericks, and pioneers in their fields. This season, Launch Left is going to celebrate nonconformists like Michael Stipe, Shepard Ferry, Spike Jones, Mario Batali, and many others. And those guests are also going to spotlight their favorite left-of-center emerging artists. So listen and subscribe now at feralaudio.com slash left, iTunes, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can do it however you want, man. That's the nonconformist part. This week on the Mystic Party, Helena Santos, Bashful Sasquatches, and the Zombie Apocalypse. Hit it, Ghost. Welcome to the Mystic Party, the world's premier crypto-psychology show. I'm your host, Bria Grant, Southern California's leading psychic. And I'm your other host, Professor Zane Grant, Doctor of the Occult at University of British Columbia, Associate Professor at University of Miami, and a Visiting Professor at Miami University, Ohio. Are you out of breath? Drink. A lot of beer and a lot of coffee in the last few hours. Three okay. coffees, three beers. How's Miami this time of year? Well, it's University of Miami or mm. Miami, Ohio. Oh, oh, oh. Is Miami, Ohio where you are the professor? Both. Oh. I was talking about the Miami and Florida. That's weird. You would assume that I would assume that you would say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miami weather right now, it's hurricane season. Hurricane? Hurricane season, by which I mean the football team's doing great. Oh, great. Fantastic. Yeah. I have allergies. You should see a medicine woman. Oh, it's a good idea. Have you had your ear candles done lately? I haven't had my ear candles done lately. You should get those tapped. You should get them tapped. Can they tap my nose? Can, can they do a nose candle while they're at it? No, it's... Disgusting. Really gross. It's disgusting. What are you going to do with all that snot? What are you going to do with all that earwax? That's... For the ancients to decide. Mm, that's a good point. Don't talk so low. <laughs> like low voice or low? I don't know. I didn't understand your note. Mm, I meant you talk, need to talk louder into the microphone. Oh. Like Kevin Pereira told us we had to talk louder into the microphones. Well, he's a big boss man around here, so. That's true. This is his microphone we're talking into. Let's everybody give a round of applause for Kevin Pereira. Can we get a round of applause for Kevin <laughs> I'm controlling the computer today. It sounded sarcastic, but we're really grateful. We actually are really grateful. Um, today on our podcast, we have a lovely guest, Helena Santos. How are you? I am amazing. How are you? I'm good. Actress, producer, um, website runner. What do you call it? What do you call that? I'd say founder. Oh, that's good. Mm, yeah. That's good. I founded it. Tell everybody about your website that you that you founded. Um, it's called Ms. in the Biz, and it is a uh, online blog. It's a collaborative blogging platform for women in entertainment. What and does collaborative blogging platform mean? What does that mean? Uh, it means I have a lot of lovely ladies who are in entertainment who write about their experience to benefit other women and men. Coincidentally, many men do read the site um, just to like do it for fun and share information and be cool people and pay it forward. So when know. I went on the site, it started playing that song Raining Men. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't sure if it was a pop up ad from this <laughs> other porno site I was looking at at the mm-hmm. same time 
or if it was from your side. Totally on purpose. Oh, great. Oh. Yeah. It's mm. only when men actually log in does that happen. Ah, and so. encourage you to be there. Yeah. It's actually a psychic site. It's one of those things that like Obama and his minions have set up for when men go to female websites. Living mm. website. Mm-hmm. It's the wave of the future. Yeah. It is the yeah. wave of the future. And there's like aromas too. If you'd stayed on there longer, you would have started smelling bacon. And oh. Stuff. Like that's the smell that men like. Mm-hmm. Men love the smell of bacon. Totally. Uh-huh. Yeah, we know. I love the smell of bacon in the morning. <laughs> So, what kind of um, what kind of uh, um, articles are on there? It's like how to cast spells to be in your favorite movies, and mm-hmm. like how to curse other people who are like not hiring. Yeah, you well, like it's that. a lot of that stuff that surrounds like the showgirls mentality. Like oh, you mm-hmm. know, when Gina Gershon got yeah, well, Elizabeth Berkeley was like, "Screw you, I want your part." Mm-hmm. That's really what it's all about. Don't have tell me about know. it. I played her in the in the play version. Mm-hmm. The but you're right. I mean, version. we do consult with a lot of witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I would assume a site about women is mostly about witches. Of course, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have the coven that meets at night once every month. So, oh, and is that how you explain that. your po- popularity? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we have little covens in. We're in 175 countries now. Wow, so, uh, 170, yeah. that's 175 covens. I didn't mm-hmm. even know they had 175 um, movie industries. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Yeah, sure. There's yeah. many. Well, yeah, in Miami, Philippines, they they have one there too. I <laughs> uh, love Miami, Philippines. This is a great vacation I've spot. I visited that mm-hmm. university. Well, it's oh, also yeah. where all of the the piranhas, the man eating piranhas, are. Oh, in Miami, so, Philippines. In Miami, Philippines, yeah. But do they just strictly men or women, too? Um, I gotta say they're a little partial to men. They are. They love the smell of bacon. Mm-hmm. I have something to say. Okay. One little known fact. One time, Bria auditioned for a William Friedkin movie to be Gina Gershon's daughter. And it was called um, Killer Joe. And... <laughs> I was wondering. That's though, a true fact. Killer Joe. Killer, Killer Joe. Joe. Oh, did Joe. Wait, isn't Matthew McConaughey in that? I yeah, did. Oh, yeah, with Matthew McConaughey. No. I think actually, though, Helena. Yeah. You look more like uh, Gina Kershaw's stepdaughter then, than Bria does. Well, stepdaughter. You don't have to be related. Well, I forgot it was a stepdaughter until right before I said it. But no. that's a little. She's actually part of the coven too. Oh, Gina Gershon. Yeah. Oh, her oh. yeah. And her stepdaughter. And her stepdaughter. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. I bet Gina Gershon would make a killer witch. I mean, Dude. she just runs around. She's hot. And she's just like owning it. She's making spells. Wasn't, yeah. wasn't she in that movie about the girls in high school? The Heather? Craft? The oh. Craft. The Craft. No, she was not in The Craft. I don't think she was in The Craft. No. <laughs> I thought you were saying. No. I uh, believed you. No. Yeah. Well, yeah, Dina Gershon. Gina's stepdaughter. Uh-huh, Dina. Mm-hmm. She's she's a long-time listener of this show. She's great. We oh. love having her on. Hopefully she'll be a first-time caller, too. Yeah, hopefully she will come on and yeah. call sometime. So. Yeah. Sometimes her sister, Dona, comes in. Dina and Dona. Dina, mm-hmm. Dona mm-hmm. Um, but you're So, Miss in the Business has been around for how long? Tell me about it's it. It's a year. Oh, my goodness. Just had our, having had, basically, right now... It's our one-year anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. How do people find us? They go to MizInTheBiz.com. MizInTheBiz.com. M-S-I-N-T-H-E-B-I-Z.com. Did you say dot biz com. because it was urban? Totally. Mm. Yeah. Like if we were like in Arkansas or something, I wouldn't say biz. You'd say Miz in the country. Mm-hmm. Miz in the sticks. You'd say Miz in the kitchen. 
No, Miss, that Miss is where the, she belongs. in the kitchen. Barefoot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Barefoot.com. Yeah. Barefoot.com. <laughs> That's a different site. Barefootimpregnant.com. <laughs> Instead of missing the bed. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing, though. For people who want to live in a pre-1960s, 1972 society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the village. Like Shyamalan. Shyamalan. That's Shyamalan. in my Shyamalan's favorite website. Mm-hmm. That is his favorite website. Did you ever notice on every movie he makes with Mark Wahlberg that the women are subjugated? Wait, he makes a Mark Wahlberg? Every movie. <laughs> That's a thing? Like, what's a Mark Wahlberg? <laughs> every movie. I must have misspoke. Every movie he makes with a Mark, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I think he, I so can only think of that one. Huh? I don't only know one movie he made with Mark Mark Wahlberg. The Happening. The Happening. The, it's the movie about bunnies. The secret. The sequel to Lepus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a movie about giant ponies that kill people. Yeah, I didn't see that one. No, I, I saw that one. That's good. <laughs> like, well, they took it was like a takeoff of Donnie Darko, but better. It was like a mix of Donnie Darko and the hit Broadway play Harvey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of movies, yeah, what other things do you have going on right now? Well, The Infected sounds Mwah. scary. Uh, yeah, it's a horror short film. It's a body horror, basically. So it's like zombies ish. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and we... Zombies-ish is one of my favorite genres. I know, right? It's, Zon- well, I am a zombie expert, which is a, oh, Which is why I'm you're here, here but... You know. But um, it is the zombie... Zombies? Which is the zombies. <laughs> it is the zombies-ish genre. Sounds like a Fulci movie. I know, it does. <laughs> but um, yeah, we completed production, and we're in post-production, and we are currently raising some monies on Indiegogo. To uh, complete it, we don't need a lot. We just need a little. But um, how yeah, much, how much are we talking? Thirty five hundred, which is like nothing. Nothing. Thirty five hundred. Right. We'll write you a check after the show, right? We're yeah. at like a grand now. We've only been live for like five days, so that's I'll tell you what. We it, will make it. If you pass the quiz today, we'll give you. You know, normally our consultations cost thirty five hundred baseline. Mm-hmm. We'll call it free. You can donate that, mm-hmm. dude. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a lot of pressure. This is exciting. What do you do in this movie, The Infected? I produced it. I conceived of the idea as well. So story written by and uh, star in it as well, which is, you know, and the thing for us is that when we were doing it, we didn't even think about the fact that I'm a visible minority and there are like very few visible minorities, first of all, in films in general, but like in the horror genre, there are like... We literally counted five Ooh. that like, lead horror there, films. There's like maybe five. Name them. That lead name, horror films. Name, name them. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, if you... A lot of pressure. You don't have to, but... No, but like Jessica Alba in The Eye. That's a good one. We have Jessica Cameron in Cloverfield. Oh. Um, and then like Michelle Rodriguez, but she's a supporting character in like, you know, all the Resident mm-hmm. Evil. She's beautiful. I know. She is. And then uh, Halle Berry. Yeah, Halle Berry. Uh, Gothica. Oh. But, she's been in a couple of horror movies hasn't and she? then um i mean there's a few others that are like indie the girl yeah the girl who won uh season one of scream queens mm. in that, that television show no nobody watched yep. that for me i mm-hmm. know what you're talking totally. about totally mm-hmm. um but i don't know her name and i haven't seen a movie that she's been in but mm. she's supposed to be in like the next saw you know which like, one what, I like? what number saw are we on now Eight. no i think six no. I thought it was like 34. It was six at the time. I think she was supposed to be in Saw 6, but that was like years ago. When is it going to be seen? I don't know. Is it going to be sawed? Is it going to be sawed? I saw him. Um, yeah, even the indie horror movies actually like 
I like there's maybe I can think of four oh, that wow. have minority. Well, the females. people under the stairs. People under stairs. Oh no, yeah, that's like that's old a good school. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Another one. Well, Demons. I mean, Eric England's uh, Madison County. Oh, so, the bridges minority. of Madison County. The bridges <laughs> of Madison County. Great horror movie. Mm-hmm. Must be confusing. Yeah, this is, yeah, that's a really good point. So yeah. you guys are talking to. So I Small, saw, which is just like an interesting. Like we went, uh, oh, like that's weird. That is yeah. cool. And are people responding favorably to that? Yeah, I, think I would so. imagine they would be. Yeah, I find that the horror community is really nice. Mm-hmm. Like just nice. Well, yeah, I just just some lovely fluffy people. Some fluffy, so, fluffy. So nice. <laughs> Puppy, not hard around the edges people not at all. No, they are really supportive. Mm-hmm. Like the Wayans brothers. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you can go to letsgetsick.com. Oh, it's a good website. Nice. You own that well, website? I do, Let's right? Weird. Well, like the sick. official website is theinfectedfilm.com, but um, for Indiegogo, we just rerouted letsgetsick.com. Because like, hello, who doesn't, ha- who doesn't own that domain yet? That's a really good domain. Mm-hmm. Good and nobody owns the infected film. Like, isn't the infected film? That was not owned, nor was the infected movie, so I grabbed that too. Wow. I'm in the Are you one of those people who buys? Oh, do you do that? Only like, for things that I need. Oh, okay. You know what? After you're done with this movie, mm-hmm. I bet you could sell Let's Get Sick dot com to Pizza Hut. Oh, Ew, yeah. yeah. I was going to say to Obamacare. Mm. <laughs> That's a good one. That's yeah. a great joke. Let's go to Let's dot com. <laughs> Let me point out. I have a friend that loves to buy do- domains, and um, What's are they name? like millionaires? Jeff now? Rotkoff. And I want to say that he owned the domain Wizard Dick or Wizard Farts. And I can't remember which one it was. And that may not be Jeff Rockoff, that may be my boyfriend. But one of those two people owns that domain. And it, has it been sold for a gajillion dollars? No, he just, they just sit on it, just waiting for someone for the day when someone's like, you know what I need is wizarddick.com. Hmm. That's the future of. It'll be someone who listens to this podcast. And I think it's yeah, a great idea. Be, they are. They're going to have to. They're like, I know. That's the name of my business. Tell us what I was going to name my wand business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because a, a, a wizard wand is very phallic. Well, what's when Harry Potter grows up? That audience is going to need wizarddick.com. They are. They're going to need it's it. It's a fan mm-hmm. fiction. If I've heard one. Mm hmm. Well, guys, as I, I wanted to say this one small story. Um, I went to see to WonderCon last weekend. Did you go to WonderCon? I missed WonderCon this time. Fun. Did you go? I looked at it online. Okay. Um, I went to WonderCon and I went and saw the Indoor Kids podcast, which is pretty good podcast. And the aforementioned Kevin Pereira was on it. And um, love him. He, and uh, they asked advice about what. Uh, someone stood up and they're like, "What's your advice on giving podcasts?" And they're like, "Whatever you do, just don't just don't have any dead air." <laughs> and I was thinking about how much dead air we have. <laughs> okay, dead air. Hey, that would be a better name for our podcast. That would be. <gasps> we did think about that uh, way too late. Uh, let's start. Go one. get. Go you. right now. Deadair.com. We only have like seven podcasts. No, no, I want to start, start one with her. Oh, called deadair.com. Deadair. Have you already grabbed that? Have you already gotten that? She She already bought it. Go daddy. Go daddy. Go daddy. Um, Hey guys, it's time for um, us to do our weekly service for the world on the Mystic Party where we read news stories and give them our very highly intelligent, highly useful, unsolicited advice. Unsolicited advice. Hey, we need a little song for that if anybody wants to write one for us. This first news story was sent in by a fan. 
um, which is very exciting for us. We have a Facebook page now, so you can like post stuff on there, which is really cool. Um, don't post weird stuff, because that's already happened. Just post cool stuff. Yeah, just cool stuff. Just links to news stories, mostly. Um, I don't want your life story. No, we don't want your life story. Save that for your autobiography. Or your biographer. Yeah, because your biographer needs something to write about. Unless you're a ghost in the machine, Mm. then write your story. Write it now. Mm -hmm. Write it now, because nobody's ever going to read it. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. It's a really good point. For some reason. New story number one. Boom. Um, as, As was reported on Mystic Party, the show you're listening to right now, a few episodes ago, there have been no Loch Ness monster sightings for 18 months, the longest period to go without a sighting since 1925. But then, two Nessie enthusiasts spotted the monster on satellite images from Apple Maps. Now that people all over the world can keep an eye on Loch Ness without, I'm sorry, on Loch Ness without being there, Nessies agree there will be many more sightings to come. This is mostly just an update. I don't have a ton of advice, but basically these people, um, two different people were looking all over um, Loch Ness, Apple Maps, uh, Apple Map satellite version of Loch Ness, and they saw... The Loch Ness Monster. And you can Wait, see what's it. an Apple map? Like, there's sat- like Google Maps? Yeah, but I guess Apple has them now, too, or something. Oh. They kept calling them Apple Maps. What a rip. What do you mean, what a rip? Apple stole Google Maps and then just renamed but it. But Google Maps stole MapQuest. Mm. And MapQuest sold paper maps. Uh, that's true. There were maps before there were maps. Mm. You know, I do think that um, these maps are very good for discovering occult phenomena especially larger ones, as we discussed in previous episodes, the Native American face found in the mountains of Canada, mm-hmm. built into the mountains by aliens mm-hmm. who may have been ancestors of the Native Americans. Mm-hmm. We do know that for um, a fact. Well, what's interesting is that in Canada, there's the Ogopogo, which is the Canadian version. This is true. Are you Canadian? Uh, mm-hmm. This is all true. Yeah. yeah. This, is, this is very, this is like, like 200% true. true called the Ogopogo mm-hmm. and Oingabon. it's basically the Loch Ness of Canada so that's sighted all the time and oh. it's in in the water yeah oh yeah oh. it's in a big lake from in the Okanagan we have not come across that in our studies have you come across that in your um, cryptozoology studies I have not hmm. Hmm. but I believe you and I wonder how many Apple Maps have caught that one on camera also, Courtney Love recently discovered. Did we already, did we do this one? No. Must have seen this on somebody else's podcast. Um, Courtney Love actually discovered that Malaysian plane debris on Google Maps uh, way before they discovered that the plane was lost in the Bermuda Triangle. Um, Back up one second. Yes. She caught it on Google Maps. Indeed. Satellite images? Correct. Or like that little bus that drives around with like cameras on top? Uh, satellite imagery. Okay. Uh, yeah, people they use uh, for the oceans. She was combing. She was so worried about her fans on that plane. That, Did she have a lot of fans on that plane? Uh, well. She's huge in, huge in Malaysia. She's just huge in general. Okay, she is pretty big. People do like her a lot. People love her and her daughter Penny Royalty. That's not her name. What's her name? Frances Bean. Right. So, yeah, she did. She combed through all these Google Earth maps, and then she posted a thing like, hey, 
I think I found it. So are they like scouring through the debris right now? What's going on? Like, the, well, they found they it. They found it. But she found it first. She's the, she found it first. Bec- yeah. Do you think she gets a cash reward? That's what she was fishing for. No, that's what mm. not not a claim. Was, Cash reward. She was like, despite all my wage, I'm still just a whammy cage. So, but so she's really <laughs> influenced by the smashing pumpkins. Such a brilliant insane joke that it like is impossible mm. to explain. The, uh, the smashing, Don't worry, had home audience. I missed it. <laughs> Don't worry, had home audience. The smashing pumpkins. Literally, joke for the two for two people sitting at this table. Billy Corgan wrote her album. Remember. Oh, that is true. That actually is true. Really? And also, the she owns the rights to all the all the all the Beatles songs or something. No. What does she? That's own? Magic Johnson. She owns the rights to the Michael Jackson. She owns the rights to somebody's music library, and it makes a lot of money. Dolly Parton. Is it Nirvana? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's true, but it's somebody else too. There was a show. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you a hint. <laughs> no, there's a show called "Kids Say the Darnest Things" that I was a really big fan of when I was younger, and there's a kid on there who got up there and sang, "Despite all my wage, I'm still just a white in a cage." <laughs> and Bill Cos- <laughs> and Bill Cosby's like, "What? Like, what is this wrong with this kid?" Because Bill Cosby's like, "Well, I don't know. I don't know what that is. I'm stuck in the '50s." I hate gangster rap. And I'm like, you know <laughs> what, Bill Cosby? Co- <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what, Picture Page? I, I'm on board. I don't like gangster rap either. My wife listens to it all the time. I'm like, turn that down. Okay. I agree with those values. My only job in this show is to keep us moving forward. <laughs> so <laughs> we are now going to move on to... Well, we're going to do another news story, but I want to do one that Helena talked about because mm-hmm. I've got one that's not as interesting. Um, which is that, do you want to say it? Well, the Amityville house is back on the market. Yeah. And according to Dread Central, it went from 1.45 million to 1.35 million. And now it's just $955,000. That is too expensive. It is a 10 room colonial style building used for the exteriors in the 1979 film. Oh, so it wasn't actually the interiors. No, those were sets. Oh, that makes sense. I worked on the exorcist house. Uh, that the we used to use for the exteriors, and I was convinced for a long time that they used the interiors, and then I found out not the case. Hmm, good story. I would not buy that house for a million dollars. No. Well, apparently, um, some people moved in in 1975, and they left 28 days later because they've been <gasps> 28 days later. <laughs> What? Wait, don't get too excited. Wait a minute. We're going to get to your zombie thing in a second. Wait, uh, claiming to have been terrorized by paranormal phenomena. Well, duh. Yeah. I mean. I've seen. There's a new documentary about the Amityville House. Yes. One of the writers of Miz and the Biz is the producer of that. Really? Oh, that was a great documentary. Mm-hmm. My Amityville. Horror. Horror. Oh, that's right. About the son who was involved in the real life Amityville. And oh, he was I like, saw that earlier. it was I all true. Really? True. Yeah. He seems very crazy. <laughs> Um, do you have some advice for these people who are trying to sell the Amityville house? My advice? Mm-hmm. Go f- escrow. Get Explain. a big get a big escrow. Oh, good idea. Get just a big old escrow. I recently sold my father's house mm-hmm. for him. Well, one of us did, yeah. My sister sold it. <laughs> he still hasn't uh, been told. No. But... That's not important. That's not important. Uh, 
Yeah, I feel like the best way to do it is solo. Solo. That is what I learned about selling that house, which is also haunted. Yeah. Our, our childhood home is full, full of poltergeist. I saw an old woman fly through the air and into my face. And if it's not full of poltergeist, it's full of mold, which mold. is also deadly. Deadly mold. So my, my suggestion to these people is just sell it for $60,000 because... People will buy a house for $60,000 no matter where you are. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Or... Mushroom monsters or not. How well did that documentary do? Did it do really well? I believe so. I'm horrible. I haven't actually watched it yet. Oh. Well, I'm going to say... Nice i got to watch it like tonight. Make a documentary about selling the house. Mm. Mm. Try that advice on for size. And then like how many people die when they go to see it. Yeah. When they go to see Every it. time someone goes to see it, how they... How they die? Or that's just actually like, a really good premise for a film. They like go to buy the Amityville house, but like nobody comes back out. Nobody comes. Or I was just saying, like just like putting up the sign, you know, cleaning the floors. It could be interesting. That's interesting. If you really love Amityville horror, mm-hmm. boom! Like you can go see the. Uh, sorry, I'm drunk. I keep saying boom. I don't think that's the first time you said it. No, I've said it a few times. Yeah, okay. yeah. There's a couple booms. Okay, she noticed. Mm-hmm. I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> But, you know, you could, they could get people to pay money mm-hmm. to come and help them clean up the house. Because think about how many mm. horror enthusiasts mm-hmm. would want to experience the house. Yeah. So if they need, like, some renovations, but, like, you know, people have to pay, like, a grand. But are people going to be excited about it if the insides weren't used for the movie? Yes, because that's, like, the original house. Uh, 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 right? Well, does it really happen there? Yeah. Not, like, uh, the reenactment. Uh, it's, like, the real deal. Well, I'm glad we solved those problems. Plumbing problems in that house, for sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. Backups for days. Mm-hmm. Black stuff mm-hmm. coming out. Mm-hmm. The dog's going to be barking at the boathouse. Babies crawling on the ceiling, for sure. Uh, you're probably going to want to take nudie pics of your sister. <laughs> That's in the second Amityville film. Is it? It is. It's really weird and out of place. Mm. That- Wait, is that movie? the one with Ryan Reynolds? No, that's like the remake that's of the... the remake of the original. Mm. The original one is not that scary. And the second one is terrifying. I don't know that I've seen the second one. Check mm. it out, guys. Amityville 2. Hmm. Best of the trilogy. Hmm. I forgot to mention at the beginning that we are going to talk about zombies, so stick in there, people. Mm-hmm. Um, we have another little segment that we've started doing that we like to call... Mom questions. Because our mom listens to the show. She told us today that we should interview our guests more, but then she also had a question, and I'll play it for you right this second. This is about the episode with Kit Williamson and his troubled cat. Hey, this is Mom. I want to know who makes all the rules about ghost boners. No goodbye or anything, Mom? <laughs> she sent that from her Pilates class. She was real busy. She was having trouble. She was she like, she moving around. Yeah, she was, she was one, like, I'm on my break for my Pilates two, class. And three. And who makes up all those rules about <laughs> ghost bonders? And five. Mm-hmm. And six. She's like multitasking, Mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was from the kid episode. The ghost boners? Yeah, was it not? No. Who was it from? That was from Stu Baby himself. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. Jackson Stewart. Oh, it was from Jackson Stewart. You're right. Yeah. You're right, 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 right. I did not listen to that one. It's pretty good. It's gold. It's gold. Gold. I forgot. Um, it's in the gold episodes. 
Yeah, so we were talking about ghost boners because he was doing his dead friend a favor by having sex with his dead friend's living wife mm-hmm. for him, letting Widow. his friend yeah, letting his friend like inhabit his body. Mm. But the rule is with ghost boners, maybe you don't know this, but you can have a ghost man habit one's body for up to 30 minutes with its own boner. And after that, the body must maintain its own boner yeah. to come to completion yeah. if completion oh. has not been reached. So you get like, however, the ghost would have a boner plus, how long a ghost would have a boner plus the person having a, the actual But is the, living the person, person who's being possessed by the ghost, are they even like cognizant of the fact that it's happening? Do they have a like boner? they're in mid boner removal no. no it's like they're removed from their body during ghost coitus mm-hmm. so then they all of a sudden have to like get into it all of a sudden oh i see what you're saying like so you think well, they immediately lose a boner and yeah, then they and have to get a boner again. they don't lose it it's like oh. if you start a car and it's already primed oh mm. yeah and then you're just hey i'm doing this hey wow how'd i get here this is great hopefully mm. well here's my answer to mom she wants to know who makes up the rule about ghost boners who makes the sky turn blue? Who makes up the rules about witches? Who says that cats are soft? Everybody. Why? The rules, are, these are just the rules of the universe. The rules of the universe. Where do they come from? Come Only from. the druids know. Mm-hmm. And they've left this earth. Mm-hmm. Why do doves suddenly appear, mother? Mm-hmm. Well, they're... I would go with aliens, since we're all descendants of aliens anyways. Mm-hmm. I mean, really. Mm-hmm. Make so. yeah, yeah, and there's all like the hieroglyphics with you know. But who came before the aliens? Mm, they ghosts. just always were ghosts. Yeah. That is how it goes: ghosts, and then aliens, and then Native Americans, and then everybody else. And then there mm-hmm. was a giant turtle. And we all live on its back. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then In we're all culture. just really watching shadows. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's um. That would be our mom call for the week. Hope that's Thanks, mom. Goodbye. Um, you know, I wish I had music for all of these little transitions. Well, why are you looking at me? I don't know. You didn't write any of this music. I didn't even start to write it. Well, maybe you should think about it. Maybe one for mom questions and for unsolicited advice. I'm on it. Okay. Um, well, hey, Helena, so glad you're here. Hi. Guess what time it is. What? It's time for a quiz. Oh. It's a quiz. Now's the time of the show where we talk to our guests um, and ask them questions about something that they know nothing about. Cool. Um, Helena? Yeah. I was thinking about a couple of things, but I was thinking about your name, mm-hmm. and I remembered something really important, and that is that everyone knows that Mount St. Helens is one of the top six places to have a paranormal experience, which I'm sure you know because you share a namesake. Mm-hmm. Mount St. Helens. In yeah. the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. You might know it because it erupted. In 1980. Yeah. 1980 and 19... Some other time. 19, 2003. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Do you know a lot about Mount St. Helens? Not really. Well, I'm sure you knew it was one of the top six parano- places to have a paranormal experience. I'm sure everyone knows that. Mm-hmm. I read it on the internet this morning. The ley lines are running strong there. Mm-hmm. 
Question number one. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Okay. After the erupt, is there something on the line? I thought you offered her something. Okay. <laughs> Question number one. After the eruption of Mount St. Helens, what did the government try to cover up? A. The discovery of several Bigfoot corpses. B. Millions of tree goblins who had to run for cover. Or C. The screaming of ghosts who did not want to leave their land. Oh. I can't say all of the above. No, it's not a B. There's no D on this one. I'm going to go with, with the Bigfoot. That is correct. That is definitely, that is correct. definitely correct. Oh, see, normally we have someone doing like noises and stuff. Friend so of the go, show. They go, yay. They go, yay. That one, right? Yeah, there's a yay. <laughs> Here's, there we go. Woo! This is a different yay. Yeah. We have more than one. Oh, there's the children. Okay. Oh, Bobcat Goldway. Mm. Oh. He told me that. He did make a really good movie about Bigfoot. A docudrama. A docu- mm. documentary about Bigfoot. Question number two. According to the paranormal blog.tumblr.com, a creature lives in Mount St. Helens area called the Basquatch. It was first seen in 1980 in the cloud of the Mount St. Helens eruption. You're right, it was 1980. How do you know that? You know, okay. I know. Okay. What does the Basquatch look like? A. It's like a Sasquatch, Sasquatch, but bashful. B. Like a great winged bat with purple skin, red eyes, and a bassy voice. Or C. Like a ghost. Like like what? Like a ghost. I, and oh, I yeah, think yeah. the B one. If I, you didn't get the bassy voice part, it's like bassy, Paul Robeson. I gotta go with A with the Sasquatch. Sasquatch is bashful, but bashful. Yeah. Um, that is incorrect. Uh, that is angry at you. It is a B, like a great winged bat with purple skin, red eyes, and a bassy voice. Um, it doesn't a lot of like bass tapes. Yeah, it does. It doesn't. It's like it also sings like you know those harmonies, those those barbershop quartets. Yeah, so there's like, like a bunch of them line boom, up. Boom, 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 boom. Everything, but yeah, that song. Um, boom, ba, boom, ba, boom, 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 boom. That that harmony part of the Oompa Loompa song. Um, the Basquatch, just to tell you a little bit more about it, is a carnivore and eats goats, chickens, and hogs. It, they also show human-like affection for each other. We, no one has seen one since 1994. Hmm. I don't know what it is. I hope doing. they're not extinct. This would be really bad. According to that website, he does not believe so. Honestly, I hope they are. You hate Why? them? Why? Fuck those things. <laughs> they look like he's like got a bat head. I said a back, bat body. Bat body. What's his head like? I don't know. Red eyes. It's just giant. just giant red giant. eyes, purple Floating skin, red and then eyes. it talks real low like this, in a real sexy voice. Hi, I'm the Basquatch. <laughs> I'm Basquatch. Ba- John C. Basquatch. Come into my, come into my hut. Come into my straw hut. Lay upon my hay. I will soothe you with my voice, and perhaps we will make Basquatch babies. <laughs> To the tunes of Paul Robeson and other famous bass singers. Question yes. number three. Uh, according to the legend, the eruption of Mount St. Helens was predicted many times over by whom? A. A mystic. B. A basquatch. C. 
a ghost woman who wore all white and would hitchhike up high five. High five? Like I high five? Up the I five. Up the I five. I'm going to say the woman at the I five. Oh. Well, if you say that, you would be correct. Okay, good. Two out of three. Two out of three ain't bad. This woman would get picked up on the side of the road, and then she would sit very quietly, quietly in the back of the car and say, you know it's going to erupt again, and then predict the date between October 10th and October 12th, and then she'd disappear. But it did happen, in fact, on October 12th. Oh, wait. That's kind of interesting, because in the Canadian film... Pontypool, which is a zombie film. I just feel like you're making these Canadian things up now. I, I love know that, it, I love that movie. It's amazing. It? Yeah. Well, it's all about like radio dude. But there's a woman like who it. like foretells stuff that he like uh. sees on the road. Well, I don't think they actually actually talks. I don't really remember. Like the log woman. But yeah. So that's interesting. You know what Canadian movie I like? Hmm. It's called Rituals, Rituals. and it's with uh, Hal Holbrook and a bunch of other middle-aged men. It's like got another name, like Creepers or something. And it's like a slasher in the woods movie. And they're all like old doctors. Instead of being young, oh. nubile women running mm-hmm. around topless getting slashed up, it's all middle-aged doctors. And they're running mm. around naked getting slashed up? They are. Mm. It's a really disturbing movie. Sounds sexy. Hmm. Sounds very sexy. Somebody's fantasy. Yeah. I predict <laughs> in 2000 disappeared mm-hmm. and then she just disappeared mm-hmm. that was my favorite part is that people were like i don't believe what she said but she disappeared which makes me think if i ever say anything and disappear while i'm sitting in front of you guys you should probably believe exactly what i just Flash said yeah yeah well you got two out of three and that's pretty damn good because yeah, i think you've earned time i just i would rather have a, a bashful sasquatch it's just yeah, me man. i like the idea of that bashful sasquatch <laughs> best <Basquatch. laughs> It's like covering its little face with little furry paws. <laughs> I know you're doing. It. <laughs> it's like your buddy, and you hold its hand, and it hangs out with you. Don't look at me. I don't like being looked at. Please, I'm just gonna pretend to be this tree. I'm gonna pretend to be in the swamp. Cause think how lonely they are. And that's why they're so bashful. Yeah. You know? They're so embarrassed all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Hey, guys, guess what time it is? What? Time to talk to the guest. Talk to the guest. Sorry, I was doing something on the computer. <laughs> I'm really bad at doing the computer stuff and doing the talking stuff. Um, I Helena, feel like, I feel like we've been talking to the guest. <laughs> Look, uh, it's the new you. It's the new you. Oh, well, we, there's something we haven't talked about yet, and that is what you're here to talk to our guests, to our our guests about, mm-hmm. our listeners about, mm-hmm. um, which is that you, in fact, in addition to being a producer, actress, website founder. Um, you are also a zombie expert. I am a zombie expert, yeah. And I, I really think that preparing for the zombie apocalypse is something extremely important. Like, you know, in L.A., we have earthquakes. Mm-hmm. But on a larger scale, the entire Earth needs to prepare. Okay, so let me ask you a question, just speaking of L.A. Mm-hmm. I um, have a bug-out bag for my 
for in case there's an earthquake, mm-hmm. I have a bag that I grab and then I run. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I'm running to, but I'm going to run somewhere oh, with it. Oh, well, my husband and I have plans of where we're going to meet in the desert. Like, oh, I God. keep mine in my car. Oh, you keep it in the car? Yeah, in the back. Well, we have one in our apartment, too, but I also have one in my car. It's like boots and, like, gas masks and stuff. Oh, and so is that... So for the zombie apocalypse, how do I need to change my bag? Mm, you don't necessarily. You just more need to have... I mean, because I'm Canadian, mm-hmm. so I also have hockey sticks, which a lot of oh. people don't realize. Like, cause that all, all Canadians this, carry hockey sticks yeah, at all times. But it's also one of the best defense mechanisms, weapons during a zombie apocalypse. You'd suggest that over an axe? Um, yes, because you can hook, mm. which people don't really realize like how important that is. Hooking. Hooking. Like hooking around a neck. Yeah. Oh. So you suggest that over a weed whacker? Um, yeah, because that, I mean, that's just cumbersome and sure. electricity is needed. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the hockey stick has so many different uses. It's real long. Is it heavy? I have really no, weak no, arms. No. Oh gosh. Really no. weak, like no, little, no, no. little bird arms. No, you're good. Cause you can also whittle it down and turn it into a bow and arrow. Oh. All you need is floss uh-huh. for the actual, you know, string, okay. which you then braid and then whittle it all down and then you're a rock star. Um, I have no idea how to shoot a bow and arrow. Oh, really? So what? You should go. We, I go. You should come with me to the archery range. Tell me about that. It's really fun. Um, for realsies. Down in, you know, West LA area, there's a great archery range. And I've been learning to shoot for a while. Recurve bow. I'm not so good. I have a sight, like, you know, so you can see where you're actually shooting to. I'm not so good with traditional that has no sight, but I'm getting better. So we should go. The sight is on the wood part of the bow? Mm-hmm. What does it look like? A little... Like a little X. So you look X. through this circle and there's an X. Oh. Yeah. And it says, aim here. Mm-hmm. For zombie death. Mm-hmm. Aim here for zombie well, death. Well, we use zombies as part of the actual, like, not real ones because, you know, the apocalypse hasn't happened yet. Right. Uh, unfortunately. But we have fake zombies that we line up. Sides. Do you ever have a bashful... Oh, Sasquatch. God, no, oh, but I, I wouldn't shoot a bashful Sasquatch. That would be Sasquatch. a like, really good job for a bas- bashful Sasquatch. To be mm-hmm. shot they're lo- by If they're us. looking for like mm-hmm. a day job. Mm-hmm. Don't quit your day job. Because he doesn't bashful have to like, do Sasquatch. a lot of talking. He can just like, walk back and forth. But you know, I was going to one other thing that's really important that, I don't know, do you wear contacts? I do. Okay. So during a zombie apocalypse, I have like a lot of extra contacts oh. in my bag. Extra yeah. contacts and two pairs of glasses. Because always, like, I don't know, there's this, you know, ridiculous idea that everybody's going to have amazingly perfect eyesight when the apocalypse hits. It's not going to happen. Like, I'm going to die first. You're going to die first if we don't have contacts. Yeah. So that's, that's, uh, you know, number two of importance. That's true. But then as a zombie, uh, would you have trouble seeing what you're trying to eat? Mm. It might be less appetizing. Oh, because it, we're lesser. After you, that's as a zombie, though. I'm not pushing this upon you no. that you're both gonna die. Uh, in a zombie. But as a zombie, it might you're be better to have bad not, eyes. Probably what? As a zombie, might be better to have bad eyes. No, I'm asking, what kind of does your eye care plan from your job carry over when you're a zombie? Hmm, that's a really good question. Oh, I'll check in the. I have a PDF. Yeah, the Obamacare. Well, let me ask you why get you're going to the death. Get sick. Let's get sick. Let's get sick.com, the yeah. Obamacare website. The Obamacare. Um, why are you going to the desert? Um, because I mean, there's just going to be less to contend with out there. You're gonna, you know, 
I, I have to be honest. Part of the reason I'm here is because I'm having sort of a, a existential crisis mm. where I really, because I, I, I've researched the apocalypse so much, I've, you know... You're the expert. You're the yeah, number one expert I, in the world. As far I have this feeling. Yeah. Well, I've given talks all over. I mean, especially in Miami, Philippines. Mm-hmm. And I'm having this issue where I really want to experience what it would be like to be a zombie. Oh. So I, I'm just, I'm, I'm having a little bit of a, a, a crisis with that. So because you're just mean, really excited for the zombie apocalypse. Well, this is the conflict, you know, for so long, mm-hmm. I've been preparing myself against the apocalypse mm-hmm. and what I would do if I had to fight the zombies. But more and more, I mean, especially after that one episode of Walking Dead, which I probably shouldn't have said, spoiler alert, <laughs> I, you know, was thinking about what it would be like to actually be on the other side of that and mm-hmm. how I might feel. And I wouldn't want someone to be shooting an arrow or hooking me with a hockey stick. Oh, no. So our zombie expert is sort of changing sides over here. You're, like, interested in what zombie feelings are like. Well, yeah. I mean, and and, and I didn't really think I was going to talk about this, but here we go. So I have a cat that recently passed away, and she has a brother, and, you know... He's very old uh-huh. and pretty sick. How old? Oh, over 20. Whoa. Yeah. He's Whoa. an old, old crotchety cat. But we've, you know, and he's been pretty sick. And, you know, my husband and I have been having these conversations about doing our best to keep him around so mm-hmm. that when the apocalypse hits, it's impending. It's happening, like, sooner than we know it. We could keep him in the family. Oh, so, so you're a little bit preparing for the apocalypse zombie apocalypse specifically because you are hoping to end up saving your zombie cat yeah turning your cat into a zombie and eventually experiencing what it's like on the other side of that it's it's really complex i don't know i just it's been new emotions that i've been having you have a very strange relationship with zombie i do zombie so not only are you, you know, you've planned on hurting their culture and, and killing them, you also are fascinated by their culture, mm-hmm. almost to the point of wanting to be one. Yeah. There's a famous esoteric Christian text called The Phenomenology of the Undead. Mm-hmm. And in it, uh, they try to get at these questions. What is it like to be the living dead? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the conclusion is... We just don't know. We don't know. We don't know. It's hard to know what it's like to be another person, let alone another animal, mm-hmm. let alone let alone a supernatural being of a different variety. Right. Mm-hmm. It's really like true. An undead cat is like a double removal mm-hmm. from our own experiences. Yeah. Or like an undead Sasquatch. There's so many. You know, we have some really loyal listeners here on Mystic Party, and a couple of them, we have a, we have a couple people calling in right now who just seem really fascinated with this. The phones are ringing off the hook. They really are. Um, popular thing, zombie, zombieism is. Um, do you mind if we take a call? Yeah, Let's please. see what their callers have to say. Caller? Hi. I'm calling to see if um, perhaps you've explored with the idea of using other practices to save your cat besides zombies. Like, I don't know if you're familiar with seances, but I feel like that could be a really uh, effective way and possibly quicker way to save a cat than that. And um, I can take my answer off the air. That's fine. Great. Thanks, Mm -hmm. caller. Um, 
So with you said you had one cat that passed away already. Mm-hmm, have, yeah. Have you um, done any seances have with this cat? We have. I mean, she's still around, but it's just not the same, right? Because you're speaking through a medium. Yeah. And yeah, it's so weird. It's, and then she's like flicking lights on and off, and like she never well, did that. And, as a and it's this thing where cat. you know, like I would cuddle with Madeline at night, and I don't want to cuddle with a medium. Yeah, it's weird. It's one of the best parts of having a cat, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I have a cat named Mochi. Mm-hmm. And Mochi gets up under the covers and snuggles up next to you. Mm-hmm. And it's so sweet. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the best things. And the other best thing is that if you you can buy like little kitty execution weaponry, like I have a little kitty guillotine in my house and mm-hmm. a little kitty gallows, mm-hmm. and we role play. It's cute. Yeah. Cute. Little pictures. I never actually hurt the cat. That's cute though. It's like made of like soft, like soft stuff, like yeah, felt it and loves stuff. It. It's mm-hmm. like it's like batting at the little noose. Yeah, it's Aww, cute. And so cute. sometimes I tape, I tape a little gun to its hand. Oh, like cops and robbers. Yeah, that's really cute. And you can't do that if through a seance. No, mm. no, it's not the same. I don't know. I'm sorry, caller. I don't know if that's gonna cut it. Yeah. It's a good idea, though. It is a good yeah, idea. It's yeah. kind of like her. Remember in her that movie mm. where the guy become where she like Herm? her her where the girl where the girl like embodies the the computer and then she hires like a prostitute to like be her. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, but it's just gross. not the same, and he didn't like it. He yeah. didn't even like it, and he, the prostitute was offended. It's very true because he called her a prostitute instead of a sex worker. She may have not been a prostitute. I'll be honest with you. She was a surrogate. Yeah, that's what she was. Hmm. That's what she was. <laughs> Should we take another call? Yeah. You Thanks seem for worried. the call. You seem very worried. Well, uh, just, do you want to talk about it? It's just really complicated. You it know? is. There's so many levels there, to it. Yeah, it's a lot of different levels. But I'm glad mm-hmm. we established that it is important that you be able to touch the cat. Yeah, yeah that isn't, that's good. That's important. It's really good to know. Okay. I mean, even if it's like you have to muzzle it because it's trying to eat your face. Trying to eat your face off. <laughs> Then at least you can still pet it. As a zombie expert, I have a question, actually. Yeah. Okay. Um, Is it in the same way that human AIDS and cat AIDS are non transferable Mm -hmm. that human zombieism and zombies for cats is not the same? Mm, Completely false. Yeah. Transgress species. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a complete misconception, you know. I think that. It's it's a worry and a blessing, which is part of my conundrum. You You've know? been working with the CDC for some time now, mm-hmm. trying to explore how do these things contage. Yeah. And I was wondering... Well, I mean, it morphs so fast. Mm. That's the uh, thing. Like, all of our studies have shown that it goes so quickly. It's mm-hmm. like a bacterial strain yeah. that you can't... Control. Well, it's mad cow disease and a, a different story, kind of yeah. thing. It's, you know, the hoof and mouth and all that stuff. Oh, so all. do you guys think it's going to be let loose by animal rights activists? Probably, probably yeah. Likely, yeah. I was talking, talking to another Dr. Grant the other day, mm-hmm. and he uh, had started a, an animal-themed park on an island. Mm-hmm. Uh, where dinosaurs were living mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. he made from DNA. Mm-hmm. Would it be possible for a dinosaur that has been reconstructed from old dinosaur DNA to catch a zombie disease? Well, yes, and part of the reason that the dinosaurs actually went extinct is because they had a prior zombie apocalypse. Oh, uh, it's how all... It is a little known fact that is how all species become extinct. Yeah. Zombieism. Zombieism. Yeah. Do you think it's more scary a velociraptor that's a zombie or a velociraptor that is not a zombie? Hmm. 
I would say, is it 28 Days Later Zombie or Romero Zombie? It's a Romeo Zombie. Romeo Zombie? So it's romantic. Yes. Oh, that's kind of lovely. <laughs> that, that makes everything even harder for me. I'm going to go just regular Velociraptor. That's true. Because if it moves slower, then it's less scary. Mm-hmm. But either way, it's out for blood, so it doesn't really matter. What about a trilobite? Mm, that just sounds scary regardless. I don't think they have mouths. I don't think they have mouths either. I don't think they do. What do they eat? Fossils? They can live in like the the vacuum of space. A trilobite? I don't know what that is. A trilobite was like the <laughs> oldest species yeah. that they found in a fossil. Mm-hmm. It's like an amoeba-ish thing, Yeah, right? then it can live in the vacuum of space. I saw it on Cosmos the other day. They mm-hmm. look pretty big. Oh, oh. I, think I don't know they, what you're talking they about. They do kind of look like those face hugger things. They don't look like manatees? <gasps> yeah, they do, right? Yeah, it looks like a manatee. manatee. Which is scarier, a zombie manatee or a regular manatee? A zanamatee. A zanamatee? I would say zombie manatee on that one. I would too. Because I feel like my manatees would not normally hurt you. Although a zombie sloth would be really cool because they're already so slow. Yeah, and then it's like... <sighs> yeah. I actually rode one of those one time. A zombie sloth? Yeah, through Peru. Hmm. Should we take another call? You just put another sloth on a stick and put it in front of it, and it carries you over the mountain. Because <laughs> it wants to eat the sloth. Yeah, it's so hungry. <laughs> this must have taken you a long time to get there. Yeah, Actually, really one time sad. I was in Bolivia. This is also a true story. In uh, the southeastern region of Bolivia, and... I was in the city and my friend took me to the town square and she said, there are sloths in this town square. And she said, but they cry all the time because people throw things at them. Oh, (laughs) no. And I was like, I want to see them. I've never seen a sloth in real life. And so we went there and I listened. And she's like, do you hear them? I go, no. She's like, they're going... (gasps) That upsets you. Making the noise of a manatee. But the thing is, like, they, there were none there and she said well they must have thrown so many things at them that they got mad and left <gasps> which is not true Kat Schiffler thinks a lot not true calling her out on the show hey caller are there any more callers can we get another caller on the air hello hi hi uh, who's this I was wondering has you thought about killing yourself <gasps> so you can be with your cat fast Okay. You uh, you think she should kill herself? Goodbye. Oh. That sounds like he just killed himself. That was a that was a scary call. <laughs> some of our callers are really scary. There's some real weirdos oh. out there. Um, he wants to know if you thought about killing yourself in order to be with the cat faster. I assume he's talking about your, think, not the cat that's that's old. The I'm other thinking cat. the suggestion cat. is that you oh. go ahead. You could borrow my kitty for guillotine. Mm-hmm. Off the cat, off yourself, and then be with the other cat. Oh, and then, all, then, then you all but, be together in the ghost yeah, afterlife. Yeah, but but the part of the problem is that then I would never be able to experience what it's like to be a zombie on that side. Right, so, right. You're really into the zombie. You don't yeah. want to know what it's like to be a ghost. No, not as. I mean, I, I do eventually. Eventually. But I, I want to go through the whole de-evolutionary process of Man. what it's like to go through that. Mm-hmm. Saying. Let's rewind one second. Let's put a pin in all this and rewind. Remember when a couple of seconds ago you said that you wrote a sloth zombie through Peru? I do. 
was it a real zombie and maybe the zombie disease hasn't spread very much because they're so slow and they have trouble eating people? Well, down there, uh, you can go to most witches' markets and get these kind of transport animals. But they're pretty careful with them. But they're all zombies. This, I mean, this must be really under wraps because I haven't heard about this. And she works for the CDC. Well, I've been to a lot of places. CDC dare not to go. Yeah, I mean, it's it's true. We are a little bit with our heads up our butts Uh, over there. A little bit (laughs) north North American centric, North Atlantic centric. Well, um, so let me ask you a question: Would you consider? Now I know you work for the government, and I know probably your main goal with the government is. To keep zombieism from happening, that this, would I be, think that probably is the it's like government says like keep zombieism from happening technically, yeah. and then like national debt, and then like let's get sick dot com. Mm-hmm. These are like their priorities right now, yes. right? I've seen Obama's bulletin board. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. like what it that's said. Basically, it's basically like the order prevent zombies. It has like a zombie it's with like, in, in a no sign like this. Yeah. It's more like meet Zach Galifianakis, uh-huh. and then that was the mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's but he marks that everybody. one off. Mm-hmm. Check. He met Zach Gallimane. I saw that episode. One of his life dreams. Mm-hmm. So I know when I'm at the CDC, your major goal is to stop zombieism. But yeah. Since you've revealed this very intimate detail of your life here on the Mystic Party to all of our many listeners, mm-hmm. that you are really interested in participating and perhaps even becoming a zombie. Mm-hmm. Have you considered letting loose the disease yourself by going to South America? Getting this Peruvian sloth and then infecting everyone with this Peruvian sloth because folks love sloths. People will be petting that sloth all day. I, uh, I, I, I'm too much of a compassionate person to realize that other people don't necessarily want to be experience what it's like to be a zombie. I think that you know I have thought about giving myself over in you know the word of science. Oh. Um, Oh. So you don't want to push your left-wing liberal agenda yeah. upon everyone else. Exactly. It's just yeah. a personal choice. My body, my choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't want to push that on other people. Well, but we could still go down. I'm now including myself in this. Oh. We could still go down. Oh, well, if you, you want to come down to Bolivia. South America, yeah. Bolivia, Peru, somewhere where it was. In the- Bolivia, regular sloths. Peru. Peru. Zombie, zombie sloths. One thing, bring a syringe because they pulled all their teeth out. Oh, okay. So we'd have to do a direct syringe. Syringe to syringe transfer. And then to body. Correct. Okay. Now, I'm wondering, you know, because you mentioned that the it's witchcraft, the voodooism that's and, actually making it happen. Um, It's in the witch's market. I'm not yeah. real sure if they well, just if go they out have, and catch them. I what? mean, this is, we could... Yeah, we could go down and do some research. Totally. Yeah, I mean. um, because if we went down there, they got to have an antidote. Mm-hmm. You know, oh. if they've been experiencing with this so much that if they had an antidote, then I could experience what it's like to be a zombie, zombie. and then be able to come back and, you know, report my findings to the CDC. Mm-hmm. And it'd be an, an amazing, amazing gift to science. As someone who you've not known very long, and you don't know my level of trustworthiness. I feel mm-hmm. like you should trust me completely to go with you and give you the antidote. Mm-hmm. I feel I, like I would be a safe bet. Yeah. I wouldn't do it. No? Not with you. Well, that's because they're brother and sister. I would just leave your house down there. rivalry. Mm-hmm. Helena, I think you just solved your own problem. 
I might have. I think you oh, came. That's a good one. It's in the history of Mystic Party. You came on with a problem. We didn't even know what your problem was. You just admitted it. Yeah, and then you came and solved your own problem. And I think, can everybody hear me typing? I'm booking a ticket to Peru right now. Huh. Hope you used uh, our sponsor, hmm. Priceline. Oh, yeah. Priceline.com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the only fulfilling all of your, I don't know when I'm going there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hope I get a good price mm-hmm. at some discount and fly like really at a bad time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Needs. Yeah. So if you want to fly at a terrible time and overnight. I'd say 50 bucks and have like a headache and lose like two days of travel. Priceline.com. Mm-hmm. That's the best website for that. I'm going there right now. Is that slander? Um, I don't think they'll listen to this. Ah! Ah! Somebody's calling He's again. Calling again. Um, you know, Stephen King wrote a book mm-hmm. uh, about the Ramones. Mm-hmm. And it's at night when the cold wind blows, nobody cares, nobody knows. I don't want to be buried in the pet cemetery. Mm-hmm. All right, so I think we solved your problem. Mm-hmm. Hey, thanks for coming on the Mystic Party. Hey, thanks for having me. It's been really nice. Do you want to talk? Say one more time where people can find you if they want to. If they're like super interested in finding you. Oh well, letsgetsick.com mm-hmm. for the infected. Miz let's in the biz sick. for lots of ladies and advice on the business and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then follow me on the Twitter mm-hmm. at Ms. Helena M S H E L E N N A. Zane, where can people find you? People can find me. In the bottom of a grave in the Santa Monica Cemetery. That's where I sleep. Please mm-hmm. don't come and wake me up unless mm-hmm. it's an emergency. Mm-hmm. If my office hours are 10 to 11.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. in a crypt um, in another cemetery in Glendale. Mm-hmm. Look it up. Uh, Marlon Blando's buried there. Um... <laughs> Magic Jackson mm-hmm. and um, the guy who wrote Wizard of Oz, Frank L. Baum. Great. And you can find me uh, excavating those graves mm-hmm. during those hours, 10 to 11.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, those can be non-emergencies. Mm-hmm. Emergencies where you said at nighttime. Mm. Um, you can also find me at my job, uh-huh. I'm about to quit. Uh-huh. Um, and then at Zane Grant on Twitter, uh-huh. ZaneGrant.org. This is the longest plugging um, session that's ever happened. Come see me. Just hang out, guys. I just need some friends. You can find me at, at Bria Grant, and you can find Mystic Party on Facebook. Come like us, and then send us your stories. Send us your stories.
Hey, it's Josh Sibson. And Jake Jabour. From The Meat Improv. The Meat Improv is a comedy podcast where we bring on the best comedians in the world to tell meaty stories from their lives, and then they do improv comedy with us. You don't think we're good at improv? Check out this little snippet from Jake Jabour's real life. Hey, where's all my cats? <laughs> he never knows. The Meat Improv. You can listen to it on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. That's The Meat Improv. the United States government, it is the mission of the National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. <laughs> the NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com.